We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. This is a special midweek edition as we bring you the entire Lincoln Riley press conference unedited uncut coach has an opening statement coming up here in a bit about position changes and a little bit about a couple of injuries so without further ado Sooner Sports Podcast special Wednesday edition with the Lincoln Riley press conference exciting time of year for us really really looking forward to to getting back on the field here for for spring practice and I think for all of us you know look it's fun every single year because you're in that period where you start to develop you know, this team, the players, the personality, what you think you're going to be like on all three sides of the ball, the leadership, and all of that really starts to come together. And uh, this year, I would say just as much as anticipation for us as, as coaches, if not even more, uh, leading into this period. And so we've really tried to take a look at this team from the day the season ended. Um, the players we've added, the players we've lost, the players returning, and really tried to look at it as a staff from the perspective of, you know, where do we see this team now? Where do we see it going? Uh, what do we have to do to, to tailor the best, you know, first off-season program, which I feel like we've done, and then into spring practice? You know, how do you tailor that to best fit the needs of this team and what we need? And so uh, schedule's been a little bit different in, in some areas. It's going to be a little bit different this spring. Uh, in, uh, in a few other areas to accommodate some players at new positions, certainly to accommodate a, a new defensive, uh, new defensive staff in large part, and a completely new defensive system. Um, so, um, some different challenges, but fun challenges um, in their own right, and, and things that we're looking forward to, to attacking. Uh, we've had a, an outstanding kind of first part of our off-season program here. Uh, Coach Wiley and his staff have done a great job with our guys. You can really see. 
a couple groups in particular, some of the our younger players last year that either redshirted or did not play a lot, that we were able to do a lot of off-season work. And then combined with this last off-season period, you can see a lot of bodies really starting to change, a lot of guys really physically heading in the right direction. And then there's certainly been, and I would say more from a defensive perspective, a little bit more of an emphasis of changing some of these bodies to fit uh, the system with Coach Grinch and the rest of our defensive staff that we now have in place. And there's going to be some different skill sets that are required. There's going to be you know, some guys that maybe in the previous system you wanted them at this weight, in this system you want them at this weight, or prioritizing uh, uh, different athletic traits over others. So uh, we've done a good job. We've, we've communicated well. Uh, again, Coach Wiley and his staff have been, have been fantastic throughout this period. And, and so we're we can't wait to get on the field with these guys. Uh, it's uh, been a long time coming, certainly certainly eager to get back at it. A uh, couple of quick announcements. Um, uh, guys that will miss spring practice uh, because of injuries, expect all these guys back uh, pretty quickly. Some of them are guys that were right on the edge but not quite ready to go. Uh, Creed Humphrey, Robert Barnes, uh, Jordan Parker, Jalen Redmond, Starlin Baldwin, and Michael Anderson, those guys will all miss spring practice. Uh, they're all able to do quite a bit physically right now, but getting out and full, going full speed in a, in, a, in a football practice here is not, they're not ready for that right now, but um, expect all of them back soon. They're all on schedule. None of these were unexpected. Uh, a couple of postseason surgeries with, with Creed uh, and, and with Jordan and with Michael Anderson that are, that are progressing nicely. The uh, rest of the guys were guys that we fully expected would be out at this point. But uh, I think other than that, on the injury front, uh, guys are doing well. Uh, a couple of position changes. Uh, we've moved Michael Thompson to the offensive line. He'll work there uh, completely this spring. Uh, Bryce Roberts uh, was a local kid here. Uh, we recruited at tight end a few years back or got to know a little bit. Um, has has come back here as a walk-on into the program. We're going to look at him at both the offensive line and the tight end position. Uh, big kid that's got some ability. Uh, we've moved Braden Willis uh, from inside receiver to our H-back position. Uh, so he'll jump in that room with Jeremiah Hall um, and uh, you know be looking to replace the production that we've had uh, from Dimitri Flowers and Carson Meyer there the last few years. Um, uh, one other uh, announcement, uh, A.D. Miller's in the process of returning back to the program. Uh, expect to have him back here in the next couple of days. Should be on the practice field with us here pretty quickly. Uh, as is well documented, he explored the, the, the transfer portal, looked around a couple other spots, but uh, in the last several weeks has made a decision that, that he wants to be back at Oklahoma and wants to, wants to finish what he started here. And I give the kid, um, I give the kid a ton of credit uh, because it's not easy to, to come back, um, and, and, but at the end of the day, this is where he wanted to be. We're thrilled to have him back. Teammates are thrilled to have him back. You know, obviously a position where we've got some good talent, but we, we do not have many bodies at that receiver position. We're, we're talented, but we're, we're very thin. And so uh, you know, we think AD will come provide a nice boost for us. So again, that's in the process of happening, but I think close enough that we were ready to go ahead and announce. Um, and then last thing before we take questions, just really excited about, you know, this spring finishing up with the uh, with the spring game on April 13th. Uh, we, as we all know, we all talked a lot about last year, you know, we made a big push uh, to 
really kind of revamp our spring game efforts. You know, we went to a full game um, with, you know, a competitive game actually ended up in an overtime. Uh, we, we had different entertainment things going on. We had a lot of former players back. Our fans, even though we didn't have the best weather day last year at all, our fans responded. We broke the spring game attendance record here by over 9,000, had 52,000 people at our spring game. Uh, we had uh, a lot of big-time recruits on our campus last year for that spring game. And, you know, I want all of our fans to know 11 of those guys right now are Oklahoma Sooners. And a lot of them were some of the most highly recruited guys in the country. And you go back and ask, like we do with these guys once we sign them, hey, you know, what made the difference? What did we do well? We're always trying to find a way to get better. Every single one of these guys listed the atmosphere, the experience they had on their official visit last, last, uh, last April at our spring game. It was a major factor. And we don't get all 11 of those guys without that kind of atmosphere and the great work that so many people did. Um, now, with that being said, a couple of things. This spring practice and this spring game is going to be a bigger recruiting weekend than it was last year. We've already got more people, more guys telling us they're coming than we had last year. It's going to be bigger. Uh, I think we as a football staff, our, our administration, our media, everybody uh, has really worked hard to look back at last year's spring game, say, hey, what did we do well? Let's continue to build on it. What can we do better? for our recruits and specifically our fans to make that experience even even better. And so we've got some really, really great things that will be announced here in the next in the in the coming days. Um, uh, but it's going to be a big, big time event for us. And we really, you know, we had 52,000 last year. You know, we need more than that this year. I mean, period. And, and, and we're going to make sure we do our part to make it better for every single fan. Uh, we need our fans to be there to show our team. Uh, to show these recruits why why this is the absolute best place to do it in the country. So going to be a big, big deal for us, um, and we're going to work hard to make it the very best that we possibly can. So um, with that, we will uh, jump into some questions. You know, Lincoln, um, since Jalen's been here, we've seen him on social media. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma's kind of put him on social media, and he's been at games. We really haven't seen Tanner Mordecai at all. And I know you, you've said many times this is going to be a great competition. So talk about Mordecai a little bit and, and what these two personality-wise and just talent-wise bring to the table. Yeah, I mean, some of this was going to happen with Jalen just because of how, you know, what, he, what he's done before in his career and the obvious attention from him transferring, uh, you know, here to Oklahoma. Some of that was just going to happen naturally in the media. Um, you know, within our walls, you know, we're Jalen's just like any other player, you know, and, and he's a, a guy that transferred in. He's got a great skill set. He's done a nice job, uh, you know, acclimating to, to our players, to our staff, to Norman. Uh, he's, he's handled it all well, um, but he's in there. He's in, he's in a battle, and, uh, and he knows that. Our team knows that. That's, that's, uh, that's just part of how we're always going to do it here. So. Uh, he and Tanner, I think, are, are both doing a nice job. You know, and we'll obviously get to see more once we get on the field tomorrow. But uh, you feel them both stepping up. You feel the just in the time that we're able to meet with them now. You feel the sense of urgency in the meeting room of them both. You know, both inexperienced guys within this system right now. You can feel them really pushing hard each and every day to get better. I know they're spending a lot of time up there on their own right now. Uh, working hard, but I mean, both these guys have great skill sets. I mean, they can both, 
they can both do everything you need to do to play the position well. So, and I think they're going to feed off of each other, and I think they'll be good for each other. You know, the competition will be great. You know, Jalen's been through a lot, um, which will do nothing but help Tanner and the rest of the guys in our room. And, and that's been a big deal in our room. I know we've had big names and guys that have done a lot in this sport over the last few years, but we've always had a competitive room and a room that there's – it's competitive, but they also support and help and help each other. And, and you need that in that room, and I would fully expect that we'll have that again. Well, with Creed out, um, you don't have a returner on the offensive line now going through spring. <clears throat> can you talk about that group and the importance of the spring and, and how Creed can still kind of be involved? Yeah, it's critical. I mean, it would have been either way, but even more of a challenge now. But, you know, Bill and I were talking the other day. It's actually not having Creed there maybe is, is going to be good for a lot of these young guys because that, that crutch of having, A, a center that knows everything that's going on and just a guy that's a, an experienced, good football player, when you take him away from the group, you're going to really find out where a lot of these guys are at individually. So it's going to absolutely make it tougher uh, on our group, uh, but that's what we need right now. We've got talented players, but we, we're going to have to just get as many reps as we can. With these, you know, we're going to try to work these guys at a lot of different combinations and really just try to get a feel for you know, where, you know, what helps us get the best group on the field. Um, obviously, knowing that we'll get Creed back here soon is a, is a great thing, but we got a lot of guys that need to develop at a lot of positions. So there's going to be a lot of reps. You know, we're kind of like a receiver. Those two positions right now are pretty thin for us. And so, uh, but it's going to be a good thing because a million reps for those guys, a lot of chances to work. And again, you, you see the talent there. So we've just got to get them playing at the level that we expect both individually and as a group. John, going, uh, Lincoln, going into your second spring, um, can you describe what it's like? You, you just hired three new defensive guys, new coordinator, you're installing a new system. What kind of challenges has that been like for you as a head coach, learning what these guys want to do? And then maybe communicating that this coming spring to the players. Yeah, it's been fun. It's it's uh, new challenges, kind of new energy. I would say on that side of the ball, uh, you can tell our our players are excited about it. Our coaches are excited about it. Uh, you know, it's kind of just a really a new approach. I mean, more than a new scheme and how we do this and that. It's just the mentality of it is just a completely different approach, and 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 that's what we wanted. So it's. It's been great, you know. It's been great communicating with with Coach Grinch, Coach Manning, Coach Odom. You know, kind of their experiences. How do we piece this together? You know, talking about personnel, talking about you know changing the mentality, which we know is something that that has to get done on that side of the ball. Um, I think we've done some great things, kind of behind the scenes here, leading in. But there's nothing like just getting on the field and doing it. And uh, so, I would say anticipation's high. I'd say it's. The, the communication, how everything's been executed up to this point has been very, very smooth considering we haven't worked with each other for, for a long period of time, um, not all of us. Um, so, yeah, I've been, I've been happy with it so far and can't wait to see it on the field. Barry? Yeah, Lincoln, uh, I think the terminology you used was in large part a new defensive system. Can you tell us what the new defensive system is, what it looks like? What we should call it, <clears throat> any of those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the, the first thing, the first thing that's that's, you know, when I think about you know what Coach Grinch is bringing in here to our group is is the mentality and just the way that he approaches the game. You know, he 
he believes, which I totally agree with um, from that perspective, is that you know you have to make teams play the game on your terms. You know, it's it's to me the mirror image of what we've tried to do offensively is you know we've never tried to allow ourselves to get in a position where you feel like you're playing the game on somebody else's terms. You know, being able to be the aggressor, being able to control certain parts of the game. And, and some of that is schematics. Um, his schematics are, are very good. I would say in some ways they're more simple than what we've done before. Um, in some ways, especially uh, what they do at the front um, as far as you know, providing different looks, different movements, uh, there's a little bit more to it than what we've done before. Uh, the biggest thing, though, is is the mentality that he preaches and the and the way those guys coach. And so, um, you know, I, I think our I think our players have been able to feel the difference there a little bit. And you know, for for young guys, for young people, a lot of times any kind of change normally there's there's kind of a renewed sense of energy with that. That's not that's not new. We we assume that would happen, but we know too that that there's going to be results. And I, I think everybody feels that right now. So it's. Uh, um, you know, I know, I know for for us and for our players, it's just uh, there's just a lot of anticipation. I don't know. You can just kind of feel it in the building right now. So um, I think we're all really excited about where we're headed, and probably more more excited from the mentality side than even the scheme side. Um, uh, defensively, as far as what you want to call it, uh, we've used uh, Coach Grinch breaks it down with the defense every time he talks to him. But they've used the speed D. You know, that's been one thing for us is getting getting more speed on the field. I mean, that has been a huge, a huge point, both with our current players, uh, with what we're doing with our guys as far as how we train them, uh, their bodies, and then, and then certainly been a big change for us. And I'd say a big change, not that we haven't recruited speed in the past, but it is, I would say it's a bigger emphasis right now in our evaluations of potential players before they come in here. Um, Lincoln, take us back to 2015, the day before the spring practice, your first spring practice. Uh, just your anticipation level, do you expect that out of Coach Grinch? And then he has mentioned multiple times about not wasting a day of spring practice. How critical is that to this defense? Yeah, yeah, that, there was a ton of anticipation. I, I think we only got one or two in, then we had a, then we had a, we had the big break. Um, but it was, yeah, there, there's so much build up, and you're just finally ready to get out there and just. I think more than anything, you, you've got to know the players a little bit at that point, but you kind of just want to get out there and see what you got. You know, it's like I compare it to you're playing a card game and all your cards are laying face down. Eventually, you want to pull those cards up and see what you got under there. And I think I, that was kind of the anticipation for me, and I think a little bit for for Alex too right now, and and the rest of our guys is just to let's get a feel for where we're at, and and then and then we'll know which direction we need to take it, what we need to do to build it from there. So. Um, you know, we've been able to get a lot of work done right now within the rules, but certainly getting out there and doing it, there's no replacing it. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of anticipation and excitement for those guys. Um, I know they've been probably more ready than anybody for this week to get here. Um, and then, yeah, not wasting a day, of course. I mean, it's uh, we expect the results now. I mean, there's there's no doubt. And, and Coach Grinch and the rest of our staff does as well. That's that's part of coaching at, at Oklahoma. And so, uh, with that. Uh, there's going to need to be significant improvement. It's going to have to happen quick. You know, as good a run as we've had offensively, you know, first few games that first year, you know, it, it, it took a second. You know, it took a, it took a little bit of time, but it 
you can, if you keep pushing away, if you got the right players, the right system, the right mentality, and you can make it all come together, it can happen quickly. There's no doubt. And we all believe that, that we got the right ingredients right now for that to happen. Now we just got to go make it happen. Yeah, Lincoln, I, I think you touched, about, uh, touched on this on the radio uh, a bit yesterday. But what did you make of, of what Charlie Castle said about Tyler in the combine? Yeah, I, I just, what I don't like about that is you got a guy you know, on TV doing this report. And I know Charlie Cashley's had a decorated career in the NFL. I mean, he's done a lot of tremendous things. So I I just, to me, it always seems strange. You go on a deal and say your sources, number one, and then you're going to go on and talk like you're an expert about somebody that you've never met. You've never talked to his position coach or head coach at any level about him. And you've never talked to any player that's played with the guy about how he leads. But now we're going to be an expert on how he leads, you know. And moreover, to me, if I was going to pick out a guy that I was going to complain about their leadership, I would probably pick a guy that maybe has had a season end without a championship in his career because this guy hasn't. Every season that the guy's ever played, he's won, and he's won at the highest level. And in this game, you don't do it without leadership. So I, it's – you know, for me, it's frustrating on one hand because I know the kind of leader the guy is. I know what the guy's like in the meeting room. I know how he can operate an offense. I, I have zero questions. I also understand that's part of the game right now. And uh, but, you know, like I said this morning, um, I've had a number of teams that met personally with Kyler uh, at the combine that called me after and raved about the kid. And uh, so he's. Again, you're not, you're not, not everybody's going to love you. He's going to have plenty that are going to love him. Despite, despite what, what Charlie did say, a lot of mock drafts now have Kyler going number one. You obviously know Kyler well. You know Cliff. Um, what do you think about the potential for that partnership at the next level? Well, it would be, you know, it would be a great partnership. I don't think there's any doubt. But I also think, I think there would be a lot of great partnerships with a Kyler Murray. I mean, it, you can't make it work with that guy. Then, you know, you. I don't know. Uh, you can't make it work with him. You need to reevaluate what you're doing to me. I mean, I just think the guy, the guy can do anything and everything you want to do and a lot of things that you've never had anybody else that could do before. He's shown the ability to be patient. He's shown the ability to win. He's shown the ability to be a great teammate. I mean, he's a, you know, what he's done with the baseball and football deal, potentially being a top 10 pick in two different sports is unprecedented. Uh, the attention that would bring to your organization. Um, I, I don't know why you'd want him, why you would not want this guy. And again, he's going to have, he's going to have plenty of options. There's plenty of great situations out there. Would, would going with Cliff and the Cardinals be great? Of course it would. But there's, there's a lot of other ones I think that would be great too for this kid. You got a new quarterback uh, who hadn't been in your room. He's, he's a transfer in. How much can you put in uh, in terms of adapting offense? Do you know you're going to do? Is that something that'll go on throughout the offseason? How much can you get done here in spring? Yeah, we're we're, we're jam packing them right now. That's kind of always been our our mindset. Is we we overload them a little bit early, get a sense for for what they can handle, uh, make it tough on them early. So there's a, a constant pressure on them to continue to learn it, improve, and Obviously, not only know their job, but every other job on the field and understand just from a, a bigger perspective of how the whole thing works, why it works. Um, and then as we as we go through, just like we've always done, we'll 
you know, we'll, we'll, we'll compete. We'll get to a point where we feel like we, we're ready to have a starter. We'll do that, and then we'll start to tailor it to what those guys do well. How do you, do you have a handle <coughs> on what, how you want to tailor it with it already in terms of what you see on tape? Is that something you got to see on practice? Yeah, not yet. I mean, I just, I just don't feel the need to yet. You know, there's, there's plenty of times to, to get out there with, with both Jalen and Tanner and, and spend more time with them, watch them execute our stuff, and I think we'll get a feel for, for that as we go on. Yeah, Lincoln, back to Kyler for just a second, if you don't mind. And I want to tie this into how you feel about recruiting and how important that is to you. Um, is it just as important to take where your kids go in the NFL draft, <clears throat> excuse me, to recruits as it is accomplishments? So it's like back-to-back Heisman winners. You, that's, that's a pretty big deal to take in front of a kid. I, I get that. Would it even be more important and bigger if you were to take back-to-back number one overall picks to kids, knowing how kids feel about the importance of you getting guys into the into the league eventually? Yeah, absolutely. There's there's no doubt. It's a it's a huge positive. I mean, there's the the Heisman's and the success at this level are a, a huge part of it, and and don't want to diminish those in any way. But you know, players want to have a chance to play at the next level. And when you've got a place that's consistently not just putting guys in at the next level, but also putting them in as high, even number one draft picks. And then also one thing that we've really tried to stress to our recruits is look at the success level of when these guys from Oklahoma go into the league. I mean, it has been, you don't see many guys from OU that go in and then flame out, not many. And most of these guys go to the league and produce. They get to that second contract where these guys start making some real, real money. Um, and they, there's just been a long history of that at so many positions. And so, no, it's absolutely a factor. I mean, the fact that here again next Wednesday, we're going to have the biggest pro day in America that's going to be watched by more eyes than any other pro day in the country for two years running. I mean, that's, those are big deals. I mean, that just doesn't happen everywhere. And it's not a coincidence when it's happening year after year after year after year. So no doubt, it's just a, another, another reason why the great players out there are gonna seriously consider this place. And uh, so we wanna, and that's part of, we see our responsibility as coaches. I mean, we, we wanna do what we can to develop them here, produce well here, do well academically here, grow as a man here, all that, no question. But we also, part of our job is for the guys that are good enough to do it, we want to get them ready to play in the NFL and to go play well. And uh, a lot of our guys are doing that right now. Lincoln, can you be a little bit more specific on this uh, losing weight for Grinch's new system? I mean, it's, it's almost been, to my memory, since Jim McKenzie over a half century ago that someone's come in and emphasized losing weight as much. Can you give us a little more specifics on that? Yeah, not really at all positions. Um, you know, the DBs as a whole, uh, we're trying to get a little bit bigger there. Just felt like we, both in both in recruiting um, and in as far as who we evaluate, um, who we're really targeting. And then even with our guys on campus, we've tried to gain some weight there. We feel like we run fine. We feel like we run well. Um, we've tried to gain some size, some length through recruiting, and some strength there with our current guys. Um, but there certainly has been in the front with a couple of our guys and, and you know, being able to do everything that Coach Grinch expects in his system. There's been a couple of our guys like a Q Overton, like a Dylan Falmatel, like a Neville Gallimore, um, uh, even 
even some of the guys that we've played on the edge, you know, as young guys like a Ronnie Perkins, Jalen Redmond, I mean, some of those type guys, we've had a few of them that we felt the need to trim them down just a little bit. And this is a this is an active, very aggressive defense, you know, and it's based on it's based on aggression, and a lot of that aggression comes from the front and being able to be disruptive. And so uh, you got to have guys that have the quickness and the burst to get that done and then also the conditioning to do it for a long time as we know some of the games play out in this league. So uh, um, I, I wouldn't say there's going to be any just radical differences. I mean, we're not talking about dropping 25 or 30 pounds off some of these guys, but for a few of them it is, is certainly the goal has been trimming them down just a little bit to accommodate what we want to do. Uh, curious about the A.D. Miller uh, situation. Uh, Illinois announced him as uh, joining their team. Is he able to come back and be full go with you all uh, right from the start? How does that work? Yeah, yeah, never, never, uh, never fully committed to the Illinois deal. Never uh, officially got in school, did, did any of that with them. I think maybe had some reservations and as the thing played out I think it in talking to him uh, he contacted us and it just became a little bit more clear to him that you know I went and explored my options but I think this is I want to be back and uh, it just as the process played out I think for him it made more and more sense there was a long period of time where you know we didn't have any communication with him and uh, trying to give him space and let him let him do his deal and we were under the assumption he was going to Illinois as well but um, as that played out um, he reached back out to us and it, it was it, it made sense for us on a lot of different levels you know we signed a, a great class of players this year we don't have just a lot of scholarships laying around you know and that was one that you know, it doesn't count as an initial scholarship. So we're able to, you know, able to bring him back and not take the scholarship hit. A guy that knows our system, you know, a guy that can produce, a guy that's been a, a good special teams player for us as well. And coming into a, a position for us that's, while, while talented, is very thin. So uh, we're thrilled, I'm thrilled he came back. I mean, no doubt. And uh, so glad it worked out. Uh, you know, we're all still trying to navigate through all this transfer. Uh, all this business, the portal, how all that works, guys coming back. I mean, you just, it's its a little new for all of us right now. And Lincoln, uh, how, how did the idea for a, an adult fantasy camp come about? And, and, and what do you hope to get out of that? Yeah, somebody told me we announced that like the same night as The Bachelor or something, so maybe that wasn't the best thing. But uh, maybe our timing could have been better. Um, uh, we we got this idea. We did it uh, back when we were at Texas Tech the last couple of years, and uh, was really successful. Uh, had a lot of fun with it. Was uh, and something we had talked about doing here for the last few years, and uh, decided this was the right time to do it. So it's 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 one of those things, you know. In this business, every now and then you have those requirements or things you got to do that. You know, you're like, geez, you know, do I really got to do this today, or I got to, I got to give myself a little pep talk to go do this one. Where, well, no, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's why I'm always late, Mike. Um, uh, but no, this, this one is, this one's a lot of fun for us, and uh, it's a way to give, you know, uh, a group of guys a experience that they, you know, that you can't get anywhere else, and a chance to get kind of an inside look at what you do, a chance for, you know, people that are supporters of your program to, to come get to know, you know, 
some of these people here that are running the program are so involved with it. Um, and it was just a lot of fun. I mean, we just we had a lot of fun with it. And uh, so we thought it'd be a great thing to start. We'll have a, a test run here. We're going to have to we're going to have to cut off the number pretty early. We want to keep it a, a small number so we can make it a great experience for these guys. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's already been uh, the response has, has been pretty positive so far. And I think once the first year happens and word gets out of you know kind of what it's about, that you know could be one of those things that could become a nice tradition here. And we will have a late. I know we've been asked about it quite a bit, uh, but then coming up the following, I think we're planning spring. Uh, we are going to bring back the ladies' clinic as well. Lincoln, how important is it for Brendan Bradley Isles to sort of reset this spring after a lot of that hype was kind of put on his shoulders as a freshman? And what do you guys want out of him? And do you think he'll stay at the position he's at? Yeah, uh, first thing for Buki is he's needed to get healthy. You know, he from really the big hit that he had down here in the K-State game from that play on. I mean, he wasn't healthy the rest of the season. He he fought through some things for us. Um, the goal number one has been getting him back healthy. So he's been limited a good amount here this spring. But we do expect to have him, uh, if not full go, pretty close to it here for spring ball. Um, yeah, and I think for him, you know, there's a lot of the really good things the kid did last year. We certainly put a lot on him. He played such a large role for a. For, for a young guy, and he did a lot of great things. Um, and so I think the thing now is, you know, getting him back healthy, getting him kind of acclimated here into to Coach Grinch's defense. You know, he's got a skill set to be able to play a number of different positions, as do several of our DBs. And so we're really, both with him and a lot of our, not just DBs, but a lot of our players defensively as a whole, we're trying to take a very, you know, kind of very open look at these guys in spring. We're not trying to pigeonhole guys too much into positions. You know, we're, we're really trying to look at, you know, getting the best players on the field, really emphasizing the speed, the length, you know, that, that, you know, that Coach Grinch and his guys want defensively, and then just who best fits and can go execute the system. And uh, I, I you know, think there's a great place for him in this system at several of the different positions. And I, I do love the fact that, you know, that, you know, in that meeting room as the coordinator, you know, and I, I think that I think that makes a difference. And uh, I think our, our secondary guys have noticed a change, certainly from that front already. Position changes. Do you mind if I ask you about Michael Thompson? Yeah, that, sure. that, that change. I mean, what what prompted that? He was somebody that you guys expected to be, I think, a big contributor on the defensive line. Yeah. Well, we 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 knew we knew that when we recruited him, even when we when, actually the, when we first offered Michael, it was first as an offensive lineman and we ended up offering him and, and recruited him there at the end more from the defensive perspective. But we always felt like that he had the ability to, to play O-line. And I think when we got down to it, you, you know, our numbers have been a little bit better on the defensive line right now than the O-line. Thought it potentially gave him a chance to contribute um, a little bit quicker and just something that made the most sense right now at the time. So. Uh, he, you know, works out to see him there this spring. We think he's got some, you know, some nice ability there. Hey, uh, Lincoln, Alex talked um, a few weeks ago about every practice really having high expectations for his guys. And, um, he also talked a lot about the analytics. So I'm curious from a day-to-day -day standpoint, but also from beginning to end of spring, have you guys talked about certain hallmarks that you want to reach? I mean, obviously, when you're talking about attitude, I don't know how you can judge that numbers-wise, but are there some numbers along the way that you'll be looking at practice to practice and beginning to end that you'd like them to get to? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think there is, 
from the attitude side, there's certainly a a feel that you get, you know, of, of just watching how your team goes throughout the spring, how they develop, how they handle different situations. You know, you get a feel for just the overall mentality of the group, and we know that that's certainly got to improve on the defensive side of the ball. And that's, you know, that's maybe our biggest challenge of anything, to be completely honest. Um, uh, as far as as far as certain numbers, um, what we're looking at, spring's a little bit of a tough judge on that, to be completely honest. Uh, you're playing with, you know, kind of a lot of different guys, a lot of different combinations. But, you know, we are certainly going to spend a lot of time on on you know how fast that we play. Um, that is, that's you know been been one of the big goals of you know how do you how do you play faster? Well, you train guys to be faster, you know, you recruit faster guys, then you make sure you have a system that that incorporates that, that accentuates that. And so um, that is, uh, that's going to be a big part of what we do, what we coach, what we evaluate from looking at tape to what their GPS numbers are. Um, you know, we can get so much uh, data from that, uh, that that's, you know, it's going to be a bigger part of what we do throughout the day as well and, and kind of our evaluation process. And then, and then we've certainly started to talk long term about, you know, going into the first season about, you know, some goals that I don't know that I would want to list right now, but some goals that we feel like internally, de defensively, that we absolutely can and expect to meet. Yeah, coach, you lose Marquise Brown and game breaker, speedster. You had D.D. Westbrook before that. That's always been a big part of what you guys do. Wondering how excited you are about the process of finding that next guy and who you think that might be. Yeah, uh, it's it's always fun, you know, when you, you you hate to lose great players, but you feel like you're replacing them with some pretty talented guys too. So just you got to replace the production, you know. I don't know that we got some guys that run plenty, you know, that run very well. I mean, Charleston Rambo, you know, Jaquelin Crawford, a couple of those guys kind of right off the top of your head. But you know, will we have just the absolute impact speed guy that like we've had with Marquise or Didi? I, maybe, maybe not. I, I don't know. Um, but I do feel like that we've got enough talent in that room across the board uh, that we can be just as, if not more, productive. I mean, I absolutely feel that. So we've got, we've got some experience returning, some good players returning. We've got, you know, a number of young guys and thrilled to have, you know, all four of those guys here. Um, this spring where we get a chance to work with all four of the new receivers as well. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting how that whole thing comes together. We certainly look like that we may be, you know, a little bit bigger, uh, you know, a little bit stronger, you know, a little bit more physical maybe on the edge. We may not have the one game breaker like Marquise as far as speed, but if we don't, we'll make up for it in other ways. Uh, how much, I don't know bank on is the right way, but how much do you expect when a, when you came into a program for the first time and looked it over, how much do coaches see guys that, that may have been doing one thing but really fits their role, you know, that they can change them to a different position or something like that, that they just see something that they can really fit them into their system? As far as different sides of the ball or just a different system? I, I think... I think that was part of it, you know, and in, in when I first started the process of looking for a new coordinator was because you need to have success early. I mean, let's just call it like it is. I mean, you nobody would have became the believer around here that they are in our offense if we wouldn't have had success in 2015. I mean, it just it is what it is. And now you expect it to grow throughout the years, and I think that's reasonable. It's not going to be perfect in the beginning, but also feeling like we got to 
a chance to have a really good football team right now. And so I felt like, you know, looking at our skill set and then comparing with what I'd seen on tape from, you know, from what Coach Grinch did, that we had some of the guys that can make his system work and that we could consistently recruit guys that can make his system work and maybe make it even better. And uh, so, and I think in our initial talks, we, we both felt that way. And so, um, and it's been fun to see our players, you know, kind of response to that. Some of the changes that they, they see on tape, kind of the whole thing of what we want it to look like. Um, here's what you can do now. If we do this with your, with your body, here's what we fully believe you can do. And they, and they see that right now. I mean, I think it's very, I think the vision is very clear for our group. Now, vision and doing it are two completely different things, and we got a ton of work to do. But I think the vision and the confidence that's, that it's going to happen are, are there very much like it was for us offensively in 2015. Experiment a little bit in that first session with guys, maybe sure. try guys safety and stuff. Yeah. Oh, no question. Yeah, and that's why I know we asked earlier. That's why we're trying not to pigeon all these guys at positions. We're going to be open-minded about it. We're going to we're going to look at guys at different spots. Um, we got to piece it to what we have right now, and then and then certainly the guys that we know we have coming in. But yeah, absolutely, there's going to be a lot of that throughout this spring. Guys at different positions. We've we've told them as coaches we're going to have an open mind, and we need you guys to do the same. We start our spring practice coverage first thing Thursday on Soonersports.com. Don't miss Jessica Cootie's practice reports plus tons of social media posts, video, and interaction to immerse you in Sooner football heading towards the April 13th spring game. Exciting times. Football is back, and we've got tons of coverage on the Sooner Sports podcast. Hey. Coming up on Friday's edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast, we'll reach out to our buddy Kevin Henry to talk a little college basketball as the Sooners get set for the Big 12 tournament. We'll preview the Phillips 66 Women's Basketball Tournament in OKC and get you ready for a big weekend in softball and baseball. It's all coming up on this week's edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. Until then, have a great Thursday, Friday, great weekend, whenever. Thank you so much for downloading, listening, subscribing, and until next time, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the Air. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.